This is Beat 97.9 FM. Good morning. Welcome to the Inkaba Sign Show. My name is Olorun Tabayus. We're going to have you join us on the show today. Now, on the Inkaba Sign Show, basically, we'll bring you uh, different science-related topics. We'll bring experts into the studio to help us dissect those topics into relatable units. So today, we'll be looking at the science of radio wave and wireless communication. So, uh, wireless communication is one that has served uh, literally every human being on this planet. But how much do we know about the science of this communication is orchestrated and the opportunities that have to be explored with this sign. So, if you have any burning question regarding this, this is the episode for you. Uh, joining us to look at the science of radio wave and wireless communication is Associate Professor Sheyi Oshunade. He's a lecturer at the Department of Computer Science, University of Ibadan. Thank you for joining us on the Ikeba Science Show today. Great to have you. Thank you very much, Alon Toba. Great to have you. So, I, I think we'll start off with, um, you know, radio wave, the meaning, what it means. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. Um, thank you very much. Uh, let me start from saying that when we communicate, that is when two people talk to each other, there's what we call a model for that. There's a way that communication must happen. Mm. And for that to happen, you need to have the person who is sending, that is the person who wants to send a communicate, and the person who wants to receive that communication. In between the two of them is a medium something that allows them to communicate now an example of what allows them to communicate is the radio wave mm. so the radio wave allows two people to be able to communicate and that radio wave is basically made up of electromagnetic waves that enable your message mm. to travel that distance to the other person so when we're using radio waves radio waves are able to travel over long distances and that is why uh, a lot of people use radio waves for communication yes now when for the radio wave to actually do that transmission it must pass through the medium that we call air or it passes through your cloth or passes through the wall. When it is doing that, as it is pass- passing through, it's disturbing the environment. And that disturbance is what it uses to communicate. Now, depending on how we want it to travel, mm. we can make changes to that disturbance. So, if I want something to travel far or I want to travel near, I can either change the amplitude of that signal or I change the frequency. So, when we talk about radio wave, the electromagnetic says the environment in which we are transmitting, which is the air, you make changes to what is happening in the air. The air is supposed to stand still, but if you send a message through it, it will make some disturbances. It is now those disturbances that carry your message to the other person. Mm. So instead of the disturbances disrupting the message, they carry it. They carry it. Okay. Because you are going to make changes to the way that information is going to be pushed through that medium. Mm. Now, an example is if you see a, a, uh, a bucket of water, it is still. 
there's nothing moving it's just standing still it doesn't that means there's nothing happening there but once you drop a small pen into it or you drop a pebble of stone into it you see ripples yes it is those ripples that are communicating the message that is mm. what the waves we're talking about are like so to break it down radio wave has to do with uh, communication yes please transmission of transmission um, yes mm. of signals mm. okay. of information of data now uh, yes. the way you transmit that data depends on either the distance you want to travel it depends on how much data you want to put inside and it determines depends also depends on how secure you want it to be mm. so in real life we have what we call am which is amplitude modulation now that is where when you tune in your radio oh that's you, the am radio that's the am this, radio yeah, yes now you now have fm radio which just is like this one just like this one which is frequency modulation which means for me to be able to communicate with somebody mm. that person must be on the same frequency that i am on that is why 97.9 fm is different from any other radio station mm. because anybody that wants to listen to me must tune in to that frequency so basically radio waves are used uh, for communication in broadcasting telecom, telecom satellite radio TV. television yes please mm. so it's has a wide application mm. and you can use it for um transmission satellite tv your wireless mouse your wireless keyboard your when you do your remote to your car garage to open it and so on those are all radio waves working mm. because you're either going to use the frequency or you're going to use the amplitude to communicate with that device so so those are the two models of uh you know communications that we're saying amplitude of frequency no there are others others okay let's there are others. we yes. have um quantum uh quantum amplitude modulation mm. which is things that you use for digital communication that is you want to send your data on um dstv you want to send it via your modem uh you want to send it for um wi-fi direct and so on those are all those are the types of modulation you're going to use mm. but the basic thing is you are changing the signal so you choose am or fm and it is that modulation that change that allows you to connect at a particular frequency okay uh, while i was trying to you know read up on this um topic before uh, yes, this no. show <laughs> i came across uh, something uh, that has to do with um, oscillation uh, is, is that the correct pronunciation Ele electrical circuits so what's, yes. what's oscillation oscillation means vibrations okay that is something that um uh varies something that varies over a particular time or a particular season now what the oscillations are equivalent to that ripple in the water so like when you drop a coin when you drop a coin inside a pool of water and it's there's a ripple effect that is what you mean by oscillation that it, something keeps on vibrating instead of it stopping it's a continuous thing and when it's continuous that is when you're able to communicate a message mm. so oscillation is you no know, getting that energy going through continuously so if for instance now your radio station is on is 
operating at the particular frequency what is now doing is to measure that people can read re receive it all all times it must keep on broadcasting that signal which is what um the oscillation is all about that is you keep on sending out signals so that people can know that you are there and when they know that you are there they can connect to what you are you, you mentioned earlier that you know distance the um i think the amount of data that's been transmitted that's and everything yes. determines uh, the um model of um you know communication that you would use can you explain further all right yes. okay um what we do have is this what we call a spectrum management or a spectrum which is what we call all the available frequencies mm. at which you can transmit data now that transmission is based on what we call wavelength and frequency okay wavelength is the distance between the signals the ripples where we're talking about the oscillations we're talking about what is the distance between them when they occur that is wavelength the frequency is how often they operate now those things affect those two things your wavelength and your frequency affect the distance that you can travel okay now when your wavelength is um what do you call it i think small you are able to travel for larger distances mm. so when you are underwater and you want to transmit your submarine wants to transmit signals or you want to trace um a, a plane eye in the top your wavelength is going to be small and your frequency your wavelength is going to be high your frequency is going to be high so that you because can, you are underwater you're underwater because of the distance of yes okay. so you're traveling through water medium which we arrest some distance but you are able to travel a long distance mm. so it is still radio waves but those the radio waves now fall into different things you can vary your wavelength you can vary your frequency and it's that merger that gives us the spectrum mm. For instance, if you take the frequency at which the Bluetooth is working, is different from the one at which your GSM is working. So, whatever you are trans, the distance your Bluetooth can travel is limited. So that's why maybe you you have your you know this your airpiece cannot be too far. Or the airports, for instance, it can't be too far from your from your device. Yes, mm. but your phone can be far from the base station. And you can still, still receive calls. calls so that is the application of um, your wavelength and your frequency once you manage or you move those things across each other you have a wide variety so if you look at um yes your television station your satellites they're on a different frequency we have in the old days we used to have uhf and vhf, UHF and, VHF yes, and so yes. so these were frequencies at which they could operate yeah. at that point in time but now we're leaving those frequencies behind because we have now integrated the computer into our devices so we're no longer using analog signals as it were we're now using digital signals so the modulations we are using are the quantum amplitude modulation with the computer with the computer okay so those ones also have the same specifications for transmitting data as your radio waves mm. but the equipments are much more uh, complex and much more advanced. better advanced than what you have with the uhf 
and VHF. Mm. Okay, so we, we've talked about quite a lot, yeah. uh, but I'd like us to, you know, break it down one after the other. All you know, right. you mentioned Bluetooth device, for instance. That's something that a lot of people can relate to. I also be, I've also been reading about it as well as to the kind of um, wave that microwave microwave oven uses in the house. You mentioned, you know, the remote remote control in the house when you're seated on your couch, your television is far somewhere. So let's look at the dynamics of, um, you know, radio wave use in all of those areas. Okay. Yes. Um, le- let me start with the um, concept that for you to even have that communication, you need to have some things in place, which is what we call a transmitter and a receiver. Mm. And within that transmitter and receiver, there's what we call the antenna. Or what we used to call in those days, area. <laughs> well, okay, the one that you go outside and you go and, 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 and you ask, yeah, is it clear now? Yeah. That's all. We, we, that we have that. So the yes. antenna is what allows you to receive the radio waves on mm-hmm. the wireless signals. Now, you also need a system that allows you to convert that message you are receiving. Those FM, QEM that you are receiving, you must be able to have what we call a decoder or decoder or a modulator to be able to translate your sine waves into zeros and ones for the computer to understand to understand okay so when you have that working Mm. you are able to um now transmit that message across board so if we look at your bluetooth uh, let me start with the Bluetooth. If you connect a Bluetooth, your headset to your phone, mm. what it means is that in your earpiece, the earpiece has a transmitter and a receiver. As small as it is. As small as it is. It has a transmitter and a receiver. And your phone also has a transmitter and a receiver that allows it to operate at the frequency that the Bluetooth can work on. Mm. So when the two of them connect, if your phone is sending a message to your headset, your headset can receive it. And when you press the button that you want to speak or you want to redial a number, Mm. that is sending, that is transmitting, your phone will receive it. And in between that place is you have the radio wave or you have the uh, wireless signal communicating between the earpiece and the phone and the phone Mm. now if you put your phone outside of this room where we are now the probability of your phone connecting is small why is that because of the distance because of the distance okay because there has been a trade-off between what you want and what is possible now if we take uh, your mobile phone um, let's say the nearest base station is maybe somewhere in uh, maybe Bodija Market. Yes. And you are here, you're still able to receive calls. S- calls. That is because there has been a trade off. What we want to do now is that wherever you are within a particular distance of maybe five kilometers, you should be able to make a call. But you can't do that with the Bluetooth. Your mobile phone has a transmitter. That allows it to talk to the base station mm. and for the base station to talk back to it. So, 
that's the basic thing that happens when you're doing radio waves it is now the method that you use or what you want to achieve that is different so bluetooth is an example of a radio wave uh, we have um, wi-fi direct we have um, um, infrared and so on these are all mm. examples of radio waves that people can use to communicate so but those basic things must be there what about mic- microwaves microwaves are they, they okay they work within an enclosed environment that's why your microwave is sealed and the signals because when radio waves come out they change the temperature of the, the food of the food they change the temperature of the environment so when what you're now doing is you are making all those signals to focus on what you want to cook so once you put it you focus the signals all in one direction they generate temperature very fast mm. now the one with your mobile phone the signals are directed everywhere so your signal i can read the signal from my base station in bodija i can read it in agbowo i can read it in maybe songo and so on but the microwave channeled is channeled to a particular position mm. so it's is able to achieve a lot within that small enclosed space mm. so um the uh what that tells us is that our radio waves are capable of generating temperature in any body of mass that is placed in close proximity to it okay uh, uh we'll still look at the aspect of temperature because there's an interesting dynamic to it as well okay. relating to uh radiation you know health of people climate change and what have you and that's that's going to be after this break it's still the incaba science show on the beat 97.9 fm we're looking at the science of radio wave and wireless communication on the show this morning remember the show comes your way every monday nine o'clock till nine forty-five, and on thursdays at 5 p.m we'll bring you a repeat broadcast of each episode today our guest is uh, associate professor shei oshuade is a lecturer at the department of uh, computer science university of ibadan we'll take a short break when we get back we'll be taking your calls remember the number to call if you have any question or contribution to make on the show 0700 1979 you can also drop your comment on whatsapp 0218 that's after this break don't go away follow me everywhere i go i think it's actually just everywhere you go what do you mean daddy Mm, my son well science explains how the earth revolves around the sun interesting dad i thought the earth is a stationary object how does it revolve around the sun Hmm. i don't have an accurate answer for this but i do know where to find answers the inkaba science show on the beat 97.9 fm okay daddy son where are you off to I'm off to tell my friends to tune in to the Inkaba Science Show every Monday on the Beats 97.9 FM Ibadan by 9 a.m. and also catch the repeat broadcast on Thursday by 5 p.m. We can't miss it! 
The Inkaba Science Show, powered by Inkaba Biotech, Africa's genomics company. This is the Inkaba Science Show. All right, welcome back. It's the Inkaba Science Show on the Beat Nights is 7.9 FM. The, today we're looking at the science of radio wave and wireless communication. Our guest is Associate Professor Shei Oshwande of the University of Ibada Department of um, Computer Science. You can call 0700-1979 if you have any question or comment to make on the program so far so um we've, we've talked about quite a lot you know telephone how the mobile phone works you know the uh bluetooth uh headsets and and what have you uh microwave as well um there's also um infrared you know um that's also another side of radio wave sir yes please. yes uh so um like um i said there's a spectrum mm. there's a, a range of frequencies and those frequencies have been broken into separate groups so that what each group can do is, uh, how would you call it now, is defined. So when we talk about um, infrared, you're talking about using light to communicate. And there's a limit to which your, your light can tra- travel mm. because of obstructions. And it is a bit more complex to build systems using infrared. So where you have infrared being used mainly is within the um, a lot of hospital settings where you use them to, uh, what do you call it, to uh, cut flesh or you use it to incise into bones where you want to get. So the energy or the uh, power embedded within the infrared mm. is quite high and um, it's not uh, something that you use often within people, you know, uh, for just normal operations. Mm. So, uh, for most of what we do in terms of communication, we use, we prefer to use other methods. Okay. For So, that's why we pr- most of us of the times we stick with radio waves or we stick with sound for transmission. So, it doesn't mean that infrared is more dangerous than the other? It, it depends on the application. Mm. Uh, in terms, I work in terms of communication and I don't really use infrared. Okay. So, um, so unless you have, uh, what do you call it, a contingency plan, I wouldn't suggest you go working about with um, infrared. No as a normal everyday occurrence okay so uh, i mean from your explanation is something that we use uh on a daily basis from turning on your satellite tv at home uh from connecting your headset using your microwave and what have you uh but um for the satellite tv you have to pay to enjoy if you don't pay to be to be cut off for the you know mobile phone as well you have to you know have airtime on your phone or have um, data on your phone to be able to connect to the internet as well regardless of the fact that the uh, you know wave has already been generated so it, it is free but you have to pay to access it right yeah okay now that falls within the what we call territorial powers of each country mm. now when you want to communicate uh, in I'm sure some regulations, uh, UN regulations back this up. Every country controls 
everything that is below it up to what is above yes. it. Yes. So we control the airspace, we control the territorial waters, territorial yeah. waters, and so on. So the medium for transmission is free, given to us by God. Yeah. But we are the managers, and when people want to use it, we have to give them rules and regulations for using it. Now, some people, when they want to use the, the free uh, medium, which is the air where we're breathing, want to use it for communication, we, because they're going to make money from it, the government will also charge them money to use it. So, um, for instance, we're on 97.9. You pay the MBC to you have, have a license. You have to pay the MBC mm-hmm. to get that license that only you can transmit on that, that frequency. frequency. Yeah. If not, somebody else will come because BTA 97.9 is popular. Everybody wants to use that frequency. But once you have paid for it, you have legal rights to use it. So that's why you pay for the air, even though it is sure. free. Mm. Now, there, re- there are two bodies that manage these frequencies. In Nigeria, is what we call the National Frequency Management Council. It is under the Nigerian Communications Commission, NCC. Mm. Now, they manage the frequency. They have everything. Uh, uh, who is transmitting on which level and so on and so forth. And then, that is why they can decide to, that they, if you are aware, they were trying to sell a particular spectrum for some people you know, to re-operate and so on. Now, so it is the Frequency Management Council that decides who can operate and what we can use each frequency for. Mm. Now, because they can make money from it, they are all selling all those bandwidth, uh, all the frequencies. But by virtue of regulation, they must leave some that they cannot sell. No matter how much they need money, they cannot sell because people like us who are researchers need that frequency to test our solutions. Right. So, whether we like it or not, there's some frequencies that we lecturers or researchers are giving to operate. Mm. And that is that frequency that we can test ideas and then we're able to bring it up. Now, globally, it is the International Telecommunications Union, ITU, that manages the global frequency. And Nigeria is a member of that body. So we work with them to ensure that we don't go against what is happening. Now, because of the transfer, because of the transfer, because of the distance that the FM can travel about 5 kilometers, 10 kilometers in some instances, and when the weather is very good, it travels further. Now, that is why within a state, you are given a particular frequency. That same frequency can be given to another person in another state. In another state. That is the job of the frequency management, you know, working with MBC. Yes. But I think you have 97.9 across the nation. So, which is, uh, which means anywhere anybody tunes in, they're able 
to connect with you oh, oh okay so um clearly um there are different dimensions to this thing uh, from what you've explained is something that uh you know has other aspects that are yet to be explored or yet to be developed as well yes. you know, i mean you're in the field of computer science and technology technology keeps advancing so let's look at the potential in the sector and other areas that we've not even explored Okay, mm. you're talking about within Nigeria the things we've not in no, terms no. of in terms of radio wave and wireless communication, generally speaking. Um, well, there's um, what we call quantum computing, which is trying to get the computer not to talk, think in terms of zeros and ones, but it think in terms of possibilities, probabilities, which is like five different possible solutions at the same time. Mm. Um, this is a place where the frequency issue can come in. If you're able to understand how frequencies operate, then your system or your computer system, which would have been advanced, will be able to work uh, in that area. Um, there's been the issue of telemedicine, where you are able to remotely perform operations from where you are. Wow. So because you can see the patient and you can direct the instruments from where and you are. And you'll be doing this um, operation yes. from where you are on the patient body. Let's say the patient is in... Um, Let's say Akure and you're in Ibadan. You know we have a lot of consultants at UCH yes. who have the expertise. If they can't travel for one reason or the other and you know, the operation has been scheduled, then they can communicate with the equipment there and be able to perform that operation wow so um so that is um one um things like our gps locator and so on are some of the things that uh, we can do now we can locate our vehicles wherever they are and their issues mm. um now when the an interesting thing that you can also do is when we start having electric cars the electric can tell you the next filling station where you can get electric um, electric where you can charge your car, car. Yes. and it will tell you that with what you have if you don't buy at this station you can buy I mean, you won't be able to meet the next, the next station, station before the car dies off, off. Yeah. Uh, so, and also while you are driving you can communicate with the person beside you without you uh, what do you call it, without you touching. So, for instance, uh, sometimes we see ourselves in Bodhya in, in the traffic. Ah, the person would have gone before you recognize the person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, so instead of shouting or whatever, you, you already have a message that you want to give to that person stored in your computer system. So, once you guys pass each other on the road, it just transfers the message to him and says, ah, let's meet in the evening. Mm. Instead of you having to call the person on the phone directly, your system can just wirelessly communicate with his own car and he gets the message. Hmm. Interesting. So clearly there are various areas that we are yet to yet to exploit in, in this in, the, in this field. Okay. Uh speaking of areas that are yet to be explored, I was hoping that you were going to mention five G network. Of course, I think the Nigerian government recently, you know, talked about five G and um, the potential it has uh, somewhere in there as well. There are, you know, well, misconception for some about 5G, whether or not it is dangerous, you know, to, to, to humans. So let's look at 5G itself as a form of, you know, wireless communication, like an advanced, you know, wireless communication system. 
Okay. Mm. Now, 5G is targeted purely towards the mobile phone or cellular industry. Okay. Because the 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 devices now are mobile and what the users are requesting for is they want more bandwidth. They want more uh, capacity to be able to transmit video and to receive video and you know, also do some other data computation work. So what Via the internet. Via the internet. Mm. So what 5G is offering them is, or what offering us is, I will make it times 10 of what you currently have. So right now, we're transmitting at maybe maximum 500 Mbps. By the time we move to 5G, we're going to be transmitting at 4 gigabits per second, mm. which is like times 8 of what we currently have. So the idea is that 5G is going to offer more enhancement, more ability to do a lot of things. And when that happens, opportunities like your vehicles communicating with each other and so on will now be possible because that will now delve into things like we call Internet of Things because everywhere you go, you have that coverage and you can communicate at very high speeds. Mm. So right now, if you go on your phone, you're going to be affected by your microprocessor of your phone. Within one second, two seconds, you get your message downloaded. Now, with 5G, as you are pressing, you are getting the message. So speed is one of the advantages of what we're going to get from 5G. Mm. Now, in terms of whether it is safe or it's not safe, there is no technology that does not have issues. Now, what I found out from two previous researchers that did this in uh, one in the Netherlands and so on, is that it is the prolonged exposure mm. to those signals that cause problems. Prolonged exposure. And if we're able to reduce our exposure, then we're able to reduce the harmful effects of these technologies. Of these technologies, 5G, radio waves, whatever, they all have. It, we just said, if you concentrate the signals in one place in your microwave, mm. the thing eats up. So if you concentrate the radio waves in your body tissues and so on, it's going to make, it's going to eat it up and make changes just the way you know the uh, for cancer treatment for instance they for the use of radiation it'll concentrate on yes. the area and then it it burns yes. that material off is the same thing too so you put it prolonged without any effect on your body without any purpose mm. on your body it is going to cause a problem mm. All right, 0700-1979, that's the number again. If you want to call to be a part of the conversation, if you have any questions for our guests in the studio, remember we're discussing the uh, science of radio wave and wireless communication on the Incaba Science Show today, 0700-1979. And still on the, you know, uh, effect of this technology, radio wave and wireless communication, uh, I mean, I, I've been, I, I read somewhere about um, the fact that they are non-ionizing radiation, which means that they do not have 
the energy to separate electrons from atoms or molecules and which makes uh, which causes chemical react reactions or, or damage to you know those who are exposed to it yes mm. that is why uh, there's a way to measure that level of um, ionization which is the ability to remove electrons from yes. atoms now most studies no done in a normal setting will tell you that the impact is minimal the impact is minimal mm. now it is based on that categorization that most of these technologies are deemed to be safe so if you are around a mobile phone because that non-iodizing factor is very low it is not going to arm you it is the repeated exposure constantly permanently that causes the damage so um when people talk about danger and non-danger that non-iodizing radiation yes is the issue now radiation means spreading out that is it radiates from where it is so now if something radiates is not going to have as much impact as when it is focused so when it is radiating you don't really have too much problem but still harmful when you're ex exposed to it if you're exposed repeatedly repeatedly that's the core the the, the, the emphasis mm. repeatedly if not if you take for instance you take um, a small amount of this is not a very good example but you take a small amount of um, maybe uh, poison, rat poison, mm. you're going to stool or vomit it and so on. But when you take more of that... I get why you said it's not a good example. <laughs> <not a> good <laughs> so, but um, for, for our viewers in the house, yes. um, the main thing is these technologies are out to make our life easier and they have been regulated okay uh, in terms of being regulated you mentioned the mobile phone earlier that um the measurement of the you know ionizing radiation is uh, is, is safe you know but it's not the same as a bigger equipment uh, in terms of communication as well like in the transmitter room for instance the level of radiation that comes from there is way higher than what comes from the mobile phone right yes okay. yeah that is why you don't place anyone sitting in that office mm. all the time and um, you also ensure that um, no, the place is enclosed. Now, is is the same for every installation where you have electricity and magnetism passing through. Um, electrical substations and so on are fenced round. For electricity, it is when you come into contact with it that you feel the harmful effect. But with electromagnetic waves, which is uh, radio, radio waves, waves yeah. it is, even if you don't touch it, it is all around you. In the air. It's in the air. It's all around you. So, the issue is, you don't go or stay where there's a high probability of that transmission happening. I know in the, one of our departments in the university, there's an equipment that you can use to measure the radiation and see how safe you know, an environment is. Mm. Things will radiate, but once it's the air, there's probability of there's a flow 
it will go out mixed with other things and so on and so that's why for most of the time the radiation does not have an effect on people unless you yourself go and place yourself inside there the equipment uh, so so do, does that mean that um, you know um, for every uh, means of communication there is heat is generated yes it's a it's sometimes a byproduct it's not the main product uh, like I said, when you do that ripple, mm. you drop that water coin inside a, you know, a still water, there are ripples. There's energy generated. That energy might be small, but there's some form of energy being generated. So it is when the body mass now becomes more that the energy or the amount of energy you're trans- getting out becomes high. Um, for your microwave to generate that much energy, it wasn't just one probe. Mm. There were many things that were put together to make sure that when it starts operating, the electricity, the magnetism around that place that makes that temperature to eat up. So, it is more of uh, the, like I said earlier, the wavelength and the frequency that will determine how much heat is generated. Is generated. Uh, and then for, for the microwave, for instance, uh, because the heat is generated, you know, um, and concentrated in one place. Some people have said that the heat being uh, transmitted in the food to make it hot, you know, is dangerous to the body, for instance. Um, well, based on findings from people, yes, um, it, the heat is not dangerous. It's not, it's not going to harm you mm. uh, because you see the heat you have generated from uh, whichever form it is into your plate of food mm. and that is the one that absorbs the heat the heat, and then transforms into something that is you no know, that you want to eat. Um, so it's, it, to me it's not dangerous uh, because you are able to control the temperature generated you're able to control the temperature generated and so when you use the right temperature the right pre-setting for popcorn you use it for popcorn you use refreeze for refreeze and so on you won't get um, any harm from that uh, you mentioned earlier that uh, it is exposure to this overexposure to this uh, things that um you know are dangerous is it is it why some people would say that um you should not um you know, there's a way you should carry a laptop when you're using it, uh, especially when it is hot, for instance. There's a way you should maybe not slip close to your mobile phone or not put it in your pocket. You know, some of these things that people say about, um, you know, being safe around this, some of some of this equipment. Yes, I, I would say those things, those precautions are valid hmm. uh, because um, if you do something consistent over a period of time, it's going to have an effect. As I said, repeated exposure. So once you do it, you some people while they're talking, put it on their uh, chin and leave it there for two hours talking and so on. If you do that on a regular basis, there will be impact. There will be an impact. Uh, for those who sleep with their phone under their pillow and so on, like I said, the oscillations, like you asked, the oscillations are continuous. Your phone is always in contact with the base station, so there's always. Even when it's placed under your pillow while you're sleeping. While you're sleeping, there's still a communication going on, mm. and so it's that communication that 
gives as long as your phone is not on airplane mode yeah, yes yes that, yes so that's it gives you some radiation mm. and now when you put it under your pillow that radiation is concentrated if you put it on the table beside your bed beside you it has the open air to radiate to but you put it on your bed is radiating into the pillow and from the pillow you place your head on it mm. there is you so is the is the we might place it at our head for safety but it's harmful uh put it in your pockets all the time um some studies have shown that you no know, it it can lead to infertility in men in men mm. so um it's also been told that when you put it close to your ear for a very long time for children it also has an harmful effect mm. so these are things that we need to balance that we need to take precautions uh for instance there's some materials that won't let radiation come into your room or whether you have paint um, that you can paint that will shield your room from uh the radiation or from the radio waves so that if i decide that within this room there should be no signal from the mobile phone i can make it happen oh by doing some precautions uh you have padding here i can replace everything with um, some metallic sheets or what we call a faraday cage that will make sure that this place doesn't receive any signal, any at, signal all. at all and shield it from radiation and shield it from radiation mm. thank you very much um associate professor shayo shwande for being a part of the show it's been an informative session with you uh we've been discussing the science of radio wave and wireless communication thank you so much for being a part of the show thank you very much remember you can be uh you can enjoy a repeat broadcast of this episode on thursday at 5 p.m join us next monday 9 a.m to 9 at 9 45 for another edition of ink about science you're right here on the beat 97.9 fm thank you for listening